What's going on? What's going on? It's your boy JR. I am the host of the Best Kept Secret Podcast. And today we got a uh, we got a nice little fun filled show. We're gonna talk about the crab in the barrel mentality in the black community. Um obviously there's that that mentality doesn't primarily solely exist in the black community. I'm sure it exists in others, but it's predominantly focused in our community. You know, we have that mentality. So with that being said, we're going to get into the show. Let's get it started. You're going to love it. Best Kept Secret Podcast, the best goddamn podcast in the goddamn world. Let's get it going. Best Kept Secret. What you think? Stupid. I'm not going to let you get the chance. And we're going to go ahead and start this uh, podcast off. This is episode seven. We're going to go ahead and get it started. This is Wale off of the uh, Ambition album. Track is called Ambition. Featuring Rick Ross and Meek Mill. Kobe! The time is now. On everything. Took my heart away from money. I ain't interested in fame. And I pray that never change. Ambition is priceless. It's something that's in your veins. Talk to and I put that on my name. Uh only hope I had was selling dope. Was on my grind cause times was harder than the seller flow. My mama told me never steal and never telling folks. I grew up looking up the niggas that was selling coke. Oh, I was raised by the stop sign No religion, I was getting saved by the Glock 9 By the minute, I was getting paid like the hotline Certain rolling, fiends was calling We was that kind, well connected Well respected and well protected And get accepted, was rejected Now they regret it, and get my message Was a signal when I was texting The niggas I was calling was fraud And I learned my lesson, now I move with aggression Use my mind as a weapon Cause chances are never given, they took them like That's one thing you have in this life is your ambition. Don't let nobody take that away from you. They gon' love me for my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, though what's harder to live? They gon' love me for my ambition. Dream a dream, but what's harder to live? Huh. Yeah. They gon' love me for my ambition. ambition. It speaks for itself. Beautiful music, painting pictures, it be my vision. Define ambition for me. My ambition to win, just to get me some ends. Help me pay my little rent. Maybe sitting in the bins I saw mama praying as she wait on results It was hot in the kitchen Can I wait on the porch? My father was missing Warlord Oliver North Life was digging me deeper I kept on coming up short Breaking so many laws Waking up in the dark Who cut my power off? It's time to move that powder soft Not too many options When you coming from the project Sitting in the trap Now you moving Cindy Lopper Girls wanna have fun And a nigga with some change and I doubt that ever change Ambition is priceless, that's something that's in your veins And I doubt that ever change Ambition is my shit, and I put that on my name 
And I doubt that ever change For my ambition Easy to dream a dream though it's harder to live They gon' love me for my ambition Easy to dream a dream though it's harder to live They gon' love me for my Well wishes to my opposition You niggas probably cop a plea before you cop a pistol I got nothing against them, they got fucking potential But every nigga who can read gotta get his issue Subscribe niggas reside where all the lines and killers be And I ain't spend a minute up in the streets But I'm limitless mentally, I'm lyrically ZMT LeBron shit, I was in the 6 after 23 And family gets everything, and money is less important Long as your mama love ya, don't ever love a woman Get the fuck over here! They gon' love me for my ambition. Do the music, painting pictures, this be my vision. Dom the Marco. Best, best cat, best cat secret. Best cat secret. That was Wale Ambition featuring Meek Mill and Rick Ross. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk, man. So one of the biggest things in the in our society, especially primarily in the black culture, is the crab in the barrel mentality. Um, I'll go ahead and start off with a little story. So I'll flash back and take it back to when I was a kid. Um, obviously, being a Nigerian kid, um, my dad would cook a lot of uh, different foods. So we had went to uh, the Vietnamese store, Vietnamese market. And as a kid, you know, you're going around, you're looking around, go inside the store, see the different types of food, different types of uh, ethnic, uh, just all types of stuff. One of the main things that I saw was uh, we went to like the fish area with the, uh, the fish market. So it was the fish, basically seafood and the meats and stuff. So I went there to the Vietnamese market. And my dad was grabbing some crabs, crabs to cook. Me right now, primarily, I don't eat crabs. Um, I'm not. I'm not with the seafood phenomenon. The only seafood that I like is fried seafood, fried fish, uh, hush puppies, that type of stuff. I don't do the seafood boil and all that. But I digress. Um, yeah, I was a kid, so I used to be scared of the crabs, and um, the guys putting the crabs in the in the bag and. You know, I was kind of just being a young kid. I was scared of the crabs escaping, you know, inevitably, inevitably escaping. My dad told me that um, 
had nothing to worry about because the crabs won't escape because they don't work together. And as a kid, you don't you don't process that information. You know, your 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 cognitive process, your your mind isn't processing that at that time. But now that I'm older, at the age of thirty, and I watched everything that goes on in our community, it makes perfect sense. You know, at the time I was thinking with the mind of a kid. I'm an adult now, so I can see how we essentially the black community, black people in, as a whole in general, we are the crabs in the barrel, in the bag. If we work together, we could escape the bag, the barrel, the proverbial ghettos, the hoods, the circumstances that we've been placed in. Every other race works together with the exception of ours. I'll give you examples. An Asian man, he can open up a restaurant. They put money together. They save their money. They put their money together. They start buying properties, nail salons, donut shops, um, things of that nature. In the Indian community, they come to America. They get involved in tech. They open up these businesses. Either they own the cell phone stores or they own uh, the uh the little computer stores, they put their money together, invest their money in that. Wife is there. Everybody's there working together. It's unity. In the Mexican community, everybody's working together. Everyone's putting money together. Everyone's living, sharing rides, carpooling, cooking for each other, going over to each other's house, making sure everybody's straight, just doing, there's a sense of family in all of these different ethnic in race tied circumstances. Even white people, white people for, for the majority, they work together. They put their money together, they invest in stocks, they buy real estate, they do, they do, they invest in cryptocurrency, they invest in tech, they put their money together. It's only in the black community where that does not happen. If it happens, it happens at a very low rate, a low frequency. See, people love to do the anecdotal in uh oh well. I know my friend and his dad, they work together. Okay, we're talking about the majority. The majority of black people do not do that. That is cap. If somebody tries to sit here and tell me that black people are working together, that's fucking cap. Black people aren't working together. They're working against each other. That's just facts. I get it. It's not popular to say. Nobody wants to address the elephant in the room, but y'all already know how I give it up. I don't care. I'm going to tell you the real. And I think this is, it spans back hundreds and hundreds of years. It's like the crab in a barrel mentality. If I can't have it, nigga, neither can you. This, this, this derives from a pattern of behavior noticed in crabs when they are trapped in a bucket. If you've ever seen crabs trapped in a bucket, watch the behavior. It never ends. Instead of black people trying to crawl over and compete, why not celebrate each other? Why not love each other? But instead, we get hate. We get resistance. We get doubt. We get fear. We get all of these different other attributes instead of things that can help propel us forward. That's why we're still stuck in the hole that we're stuck in. Every other race that has... Obviously, there's no other race of people that have been more affected by, you know, the systemic, systemic changes, the... Just the overall tradition and history of America. Black people were probably the most affected people out of all races. 
you can make an exception and say the um the Asian community or you could say the Irish when they came but we're talking about the black community the black community has experienced slavery reconstruction jim crow segregation it's a lot of things that we've had to to deal with every time we would we would make a new a new mark they would move the goalpost so that's what we've dealt with we've dealt with changes we've dealt with restrictions constantly running the race while meanwhile the finish line is getting longer and longer while everyone else's is getting shorter and shorter shorter ours was getting longer and longer And I know a lot of people don't like when black like and this is the thing that people have to get over. These are conversations that we have to have. These are the conversa- conversations that will transcend time and create a ripple effect. But if people are so scared and pansy and don't want to talk about these things, this is why they occur. We have to get this we have to have these uncomfortable conversations. We have to. But yeah, back to saying if if no one can have it if I can't have it, no one can have it. So going back to the behavior of the crabs, what happens? A crab is trying to get to the top. What happens? You see another crab pull at the leg. That's what goes on in the black community. Whenever a black successful person makes it out of their area or makes it out in general, there's usually something attached to it. It's usually something to pull them back down with the rest of everybody else. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's not really always the crab in the barrel uh, uh, mentality effect. Sometimes you just get some niggas that's just shit bad that get to the top and want to forget everybody and act like they they don't know nobody. I don't agree with that behavior either. But the majority, it's not always that. That's very rare. A lot of people make it and they want to give back to their community. They want to help their community. But there's also that that underlying. There's there's a double side to it. How much help is enough? Just because you have it. If you try to help everybody, you're not going to have nothing left to give. So I can understand both sides. I could imagine LeBron James having people always ask him for stuff in his community because he has the money. He has the the presence. He has the notoriety. He has the popularity. He has the social status. He, he has obviously the money, the infrastructure to change, to make real change in Cleveland. But LeBron James is one man. He can only do so much. If he's giving away all his money, then he's not going to have no money. So that's the mindset. But going back to the Vietnamese market with my dad, I didn't understand that until I got older. I'm age 30. I'll be 31 in August. Black people don't work together. We are the crabs in the barrel. We are the crabs in the bucket. When one person climbs to the top, we tug at the other person. The crabs can easily get out if we crawl on each other's back. That was a a line from Jay-Z. He said that in one of his freestyles. We could easily climb out the barrel if we climbed each other's backs. But instead, we tug at each other's legs. We pull each other down. As, As a people, in order to rise to the top, we have to work together. We cannot, this individualism is not going to work. We have to unite. All that latching onto each other and pulling each other down or trying to pull themselves up instead, it just pulls everybody down and we all die. Not in dying as in the physical sense, but you get what I'm saying. In order to survive, 
people must climb and, and make it out. But in the black in the black community, in the, our mentality is shit. If, nigga, if you gonna make it, nigga, ain't nobody gonna make it. We just all gonna rot here, and that's a bad mentality to have. That's a dangerous mentality to have. You know, black people who become successful and become and come from a, a community. I use this. I use another analogy. This is kind of like the um, Seinfeld said this. This is like the uh, helium helium balloon effect. So you have a kid that has a balloon and let's say a black man becomes successful or a woman becomes successful and they come from a community and the community is the kid holding the balloon. The balloon is the actual individual, him or her, that is successful. The community has a fascination with the balloon. They love that the balloon is soaring and it can reach new heights. The community, though, has that string. The string is a way for them to connect with the balloon. The balloon is being the individual person. They can always tug at the balloon. They can either let it go up and high to where it's it's still invisible, still within arm's reach, or they can pull it down to the level that they're at. The community has the string in hand. The balloon, being the person, wants to soar, wants to reach new heights. It wants to go further. But most times the community holds them down and restricts them from doing so. Because what happens if you let the balloon go? You can no longer reach the balloon. The balloon is is on its way. You can no longer tug at the string. And that's what I think the fear is in the black community. We love our we love people from our community. We love the fixtures of our community, the the individuals, the um, but we don't want to let them go because we're scared if by letting them go, they will leave us. And I get that, but we have to let people go. We have to let people soar. We have to let people reach new heights. We have to let people be people, essentially. So that is the that is also another version of the crab in a barrel mentality. It, it's either or you could pick the either or they're the same thing. You know, they've done studies on this. You know, some people just don't want to see other people succeed. Some people feel threatened when the light is shining on someone else, even if it's for a brief second, if it's for a minute, if it's for a week, if it's for a month, or it's a for a year. It's a well known syndrome in the black community that Black people do not like other black people having the spotlight or being successful. It's like a threat. But in America, I don't understand. There's enough there's enough slice of a pie to go around for everybody. Everybody gets a seat at the table. Everybody can eat at the table. I mean, we've I'm sure we've all heard that uh hate is gonna hate. If you don't have nobody hating on you, you're not doing something right. Haters make you greater. All these different sayings that we say, but there's a reason why we say that. But you don't hear these things going on in any other community. It's only our community that we reverberate these these uh, thoughts. You know, people trying to dim our light, steal our shine. Like, nobody's saying that. It's just us. I'm all about competition. You know, strive to be greater. But why is it that the crab in the barrel mentality is so heavily associated with our community? You don't see this mentality in white America. You don't see this mentality in in Latin America. You don't see this mentality in any other country. It's primarily focused within our community. When a white person is playing guitar and they're saying, hey, I'm going to be the next Garth Brooks. 
you know, you might have some white people that might be like, okay, maybe this kid's a little, you know, he's a little off, but okay. There's no real um, disparaging, like, type of rhetoric aimed at that person's way. It's not like, oh, man, no, hell no, you'll never be Garth Brooks. Only in our community, when a person says they want to do something, you'll hear something to the effect of, like, oh, he he's going to open up a T-shirt shop. T-shirt shop. Man, nah, 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 man. I got, I got some, I got some t-shirts, man. He don't even know what he's doing, man. T-shirts is trash. Nah, nah, nah. I got the best t-shirts, man. His t-shirts are trash. Why not? Why can't it be that his shirts are good, or to the to the same effect where we can we can comp- we don't have to compete against each other. We can support each other, uplift each other. You know, these things are not one or the other. But it, like I said, it's only in our community where we go to war with each other. And then we wonder why we don't have anything. We wonder why grandmas are still living in the projects. We wonder why. Why is it that all of the Whole Foods and the Apple stores and all of these nice things are being built in predominantly suburban communities? I mean, you could make an argument that a lot of these things are psychological. These could be effects from PTSS, which is, uh, you know, Post-traumatic slavery slavery syndrome. You know, hateration is something that has expanded and goes back years. You know, we have a, a history of attacking our own, making jabs, being overtly, you know, direct, offensive, subtle, and facetious. Whether it's flaming somebody, whether it's roasting somebody, whether it's ragging on somebody, whether it's snapping on somebody. There's so many different names, mostly for the primarily the African-American community. It's like a contest with us. It's a game where we throw insults at each other until one of us concedes or the person's or instigating audiences chooses who's who's the winner. In most cases, people will say, oh, it's just jokes. It's all lighthearted fun. But how do you know it's fun? A lot of these things people say, they tend to rub you the wrong way. They tend to get down and break the core of who you are as a person, as an individual. You know, a famous doctor named John, uh, Dr. John Dollard, he's an American psychologist. He's known for his studies on race relations. He said that he's seen dozens of as, uh, manifestations of his frustrations from aggression theory. He theorized that African-Americans as victims of racial oppression and having historically been unable to snap back at their oppressors, they shifted their anger and aggression towards family, friends, and neighbors as a string of insults. That makes sense. We have, in the black community, we have so much trauma, man. So much trauma. Family trauma. Historical trauma. Individual trauma. We're all fighting our own wars and fighting our own demons. A lot of times we take that energy and we direct it towards our own people. It'd be your own people. But we need to come together. Everybody, every other race is eating and, and coming together. There's enough, there's enough for everybody to come together. But you know what it is? I think a lot of it is everybody wants to be individualized and have their success just to where it's full is mainly focused on them. Like, look at me, I did this. Okay, but what are you doing with your success? That's what we got to start. We got to we got to start doing that, man. All these niggas, everybody that wants to be like Oh yeah. 
I have this. I have my success. Okay, what you doing with it? That's the question we need to start asking. Yeah, you got money. Yeah, you rich. You got all the cars. You got all the women. You got all the money. You got all this. What are you doing with it? How are you helping the community? These are the questions that we need to go and ask. You know, in an analogy, human behavior, it is claimed that members of a group will attempt to reduce the self-confidence of any member who achieves success beyond the others out of envy, spite, conspiracy, or the competitive feelings to halt their progress. This makes sense because this happens a lot in the impoverished communities. You know, when uh, in a country that still withholds opportunity and resources from minorities, uh, black and brown people competing for scraps in a cycle of hate among groups, it'll eventually continue. It's like if you get a whole bunch of uh, if you get a whole bunch of lions and hyenas and tigers and you throw a couple scraps of meat in there, it's going to be a brawl. America, there's 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 success out here for everybody. But because we have the limited tools, the limited resources, and a lot of people still want to say, well, you, you, all that, that racism and all this, you can't keep using that. It's 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 a fact. It's still we're still the lingering effects of racism still exists. People who act and turn a blind eye and act like they're Stevie Wonder and they can't see that shit are part of the problem. We cannot sit here and act like these things don't exist. They exist. Is it 1960 with Martin Luther King? No. But let's not act like there's people still not, they're still not redlining, that there's still not segregation, that there's still not a lack of resources, like there's still not uh, informal treatment as far as to certain races. Let's not, let's not act like that. These are the, like I said, these are the conversations that we have to have. They're uncomfortable conversations, but the only way that things can get better is by actually addressing it and talking about it. Sweeping it under the rug is going to cause even more and more problems. Even with the advent of uh, social media, social media has definitely made it even more worse now because everybody is living to prove something. Everybody wants to show and prove what they have. So if people can't show and prove what they have, it makes it it makes it very like a lot. You have a couple people and myself included. I'll go ahead and throw myself in here. We do amazing shit. Everybody, everybody has accomplished something, has felt good about something. But I'm the type of person I don't really post and talk about my successes because I be feeling like most people, like I said, a lot of people aren't happy for you. A lot of people don't want to see you do good. A lot of people don't want to see you have nice things just because they don't have it. And I've never been like that. I wasn't raised like that. I was raised to love. I still love people that don't, maybe not necessarily today, may still love me. But that's how my parents raised me. That's my mom and me. I love niggas I shouldn't love. I love the people I shouldn't love. If I ever loved you, I'm always love you. Even if we not, even if it's from a distance, I'm still love you. The times have changed. You know, You know, this is a big thing in our community, and it's to the point where we have to start figuring out ways to to make it better. Because at the end of the day, our kids are going to be living in this in this society. They're going to be living in this world. And who wants to live in a world where, in a, in a situation in a world where crabs are being thrown in a barrel and we're all climbing and tumbling over each other to get out? 
Let's rise to the top. Let's work together. Let's unite. Let's put that selfish pride and beef to the side and let's work together. There's enough room. At, there's enough money and enough room at the table for everyone to get a slice. Now, a lot of people probably say, man, the people say that all the time. Listen, it's, it's, to an extent, it's true. We can we can we can compete health we can have healthy competitions, but we don't have to have these full on competitions that isolate and make people feel like they're less than. We don't need that mentality. I never understood why the hating occurs in communities of color. Asian people ain't hating on other Asian people. As a as as a as a as a majority, because I know I have to say majority because I know there's going to be an idiot that's going to be like, oh, the hating exists everywhere. Yes, hating exists everywhere. But let's let's use our brain. Let's use common sense, please. When I say hating exists, I'm talking about the majority. Y'all, people love to focus on the minute and anecdotal experiences. Just because one or two, three people, we're talking about the majority. If you have a hundred percent. If it's 100% as a whole and you're trying to focus on something, you're not going to focus on the 5% of the 100. You're going to focus on the 95 out of the 100. And that's what people need to get out of. People love, oh, well, these experiences don't happen every day or they don't happen to everybody because I know a girl or my sister's brother's cousin's dad or my uncle's my uncle's cousin's hamster. Like, bruh, no, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the majority. Because that is, a, that is primarily a situation that exists. The majority. The majority rules. There's a reason why they are, there's that saying. The majority rules. Not the minority rules. The majority. When you vote four out of five, just because one person said yes, they don't be like, okay, well, that one person trumps the four. No, nigga. It's the four out of the five. If you get four votes out of five, nigga, that's the majority. I'm so tired of you niggas, man. <laughs> Love bringing up this anecdotal, minute, oh, well, I know somebody that did this and one person's cousin, sister's brother's baby, daddy, mama. No, one person doesn't make the majority. The 99 out of 100 make the majority. That's why I focus on things when I say the majority and I say the black community is because these things that are going on in the black community is the majority. If we can change the majority, we can make the change. I know focusing on the minute numbers and anecdotal experiences is not gonna it's not gonna do anything because it's gonna the number is gonna remain small. So yeah, this mentality, the crab in a barrel mentality, I don't I don't understand it. You know, I wonder sometimes what what creates these these resistances and resentment in our communities that force us to have this type of uh, behavior in our community. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to spread a message of awareness and commonality. Everybody coming together. Stop being jealous. Stop being filled with a sense of, of loathing hate and let's work together. Let's support each other. Let's love each other. Get all of your conspiracy, your envy, your hate, Get all that shit out. Because look at the, let's be real. The way the world is looking now and the way that black people don't work together, 
we're going to become an extinct race. If we keep going down this path, our numbers are dwindling. There's so many lingering things that are going on in our communities. Everyone else seems to be having a foothold on what it is that they're doing. The Latin Hispanic community are working together. They're starting to take over. They're starting to enter into the real estate. They're starting to flip houses because they work like a lot of Hispanics are good at houses. They're good at construction. They're good with their hands. They're good at labor. So you know what they're doing? Let's use that. One of our skills, put that in the houses. We could fix the houses for cheap, sell them for hire. Asians. Oh, we're really good at, you know, some of the things that we do. Oh, we're good at baking. You know, all of the donut shops. Oh, all of the nail salons. Oh, let's put our money there. Let's open up all these different areas and put our money together and and make a Chinatown. They're doing it. Indian community. Okay, let's put our money together. Let's do tech. Let's I'm going to get me a T-Mobile. You get you an AT&T store. No, we don't own the physical the physical um actual AT&T, but we have a store. Let's flip the stores, put our money together and buy more stores. That's how you build it. Black people essentially aren't doing that. We're not putting our money together. Like I've I've had situations and conversations with people where I've tried to work with people, put money together, and it never happens. Hey, I got two hundred dollars. You put two hundred. Let's put two hundred dollars together and let's see if we could buy some shit. Let's do that. Let's see if we can put money in into a machine. Let's make some t-shirts or let's do this. Let's do that. You know what happens nine times out of ten? Niggas, you don't hear from niggas no more. Niggas disappear. Niggas, niggas turn into Casper. Can't find them niggas. Where the fuck did they go? That's what happens. When you ask somebody to bring some money to the table, they want you to front the whole thing. They want you to front the whole brick. No, nigga. I'm not fronting the whole brick. We're going to split this shit. I'm going to go 50. You're going to go 50. Because if I go fucking hole on the brick, what the fuck do I need you for? Nigga, that don't make no fucking sense. And that is the issue. Everybody wants to eat when it's time to fucking sit down and eat. But when you're preparing the food, nobody comes around. Nobody wants to help. That is one of the biggest issues in the black community. When it's time to eat, when it's time to shine, when it's time to fucking arrive, niggas want to be on your coattails. Niggas want to sit at the table. Niggas want to seat at the table. Man, y'all niggas got me messed up. What you think? Trapaholics mixtapes. The hell you think this is? Stupid. I'm not going to let you get the chance. It's just like the story with the ant and the grasshopper. You think that the, the ant was sitting there stockpiling food the whole year so the nigga, the grasshopper, could come and eat his shit up? If y'all don't remember that old fairy tale, that old story when we were kids, the ant and the grasshopper. You had the grasshopper that didn't want didn't to prepare any food, didn't want to do anything. So you know what the grasshopper did? The grasshopper chilled the whole time. The grasshopper thought it was going to be sweet. While the ant was working all, all year long round, saving up, stocking up for winter. So when winter came, the grasshopper had no food because the grasshopper was chilling every fucking goddamn day. That's what a lot of you niggas is doing. A lot of you niggas is out here being a grasshopper, just chilling. And then expect when shit goes bad that the, that the ant, the nigga that's been putting in the work, the nigga that's been slaving, the nigga that's been working and grinding, supposed to come and help bail you out. 
It don't work like that. But we have to we have to adapt a new mindset. We have to get out of this crab in a barrel mentality. Help each other. Work together. And anybody that knows me cannot question that. I'm the type of nigga, if I got it, bro, I'm going to help you, bro. If you need something, I'm going to try to do my best to help you. But the thing is, I have to stop realizing I can't do that shit no more because niggas is not, niggas is not, niggas is not doing the same for me, bro. And that's just, that's what it is. I love niggas. I help niggas. If you need me, I got you. But when I need the shit, nobody's around. Nobody wants to help me. And when I started realizing and figuring that shit out, I had to, I had to lay back. I had to calm that shit down. And it is what it is. But the crab in the barrel mentality, it starts with us. It starts inner. If we can fix the inner, which, like I said, I'll speak for me as an individual experience. I don't have a problem. I love seeing people shine. I love seeing my people people do things. Whenever somebody does something, I'll be the first one to congratulate them, like it, share it, whatever. Because that I want that. But I realized, like my mom told me, everybody's not you. Everybody doesn't have that mindset. I'm not, I've never been a selfish kid. Whenever I had something, I gave my shit away. My mama used to get on my ass when I would have toys and, and, and I would go to school. When I went to school and I would have extra money, I would give people money. Hey, man, can I borrow a dollar? Hey, can I borrow 50 cents? That's just the type of nigga I am. And then if whatever happens, it's it's between it. I don't bring it back up. If you needed money, if you ever need anything and you're in a time of need and you need something, it's between me and you. Come pull up, or I can come pull up, give it, give you whatever it is that you need, go on about our day, and it'll never come up again. Now, the only time when I bring something up is if it gets to a point where motherfuckers is going crazy. Like, I don't really just be sitting here trying to air out shit that I've done for people. But sometimes, you got to remind a motherfucker. You got to give them that reminder, like, hey, 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 hey. Yo, you wildin'. Like, you don't remember? You don't even got to say it. You just look at them like, yo, yo. It's me, man. It's, it's me. It's him. You know who you're talking to? The nigga that, the nigga that drove to take you somewhere when you didn't have no car? Like, like what, what is you doing? Or oh, the nigga that gave you gave you money, like the nigga that helped you out, like don't don't do that, don't do that shit now. But yeah, this that's pretty much what it is. The thing is, so much trauma and there's so much stuff going on in the black community. We just have to uplift, help each other. And I get it. A lot of people that might not be listening to this, they might not even be black, but it's just it is something that's going on in our community. It's like a disease. It's like a plague. It's a cycle of hate that ensues. We have to get past that. We have to. As a, as a culture, as a community, because if we don't, we will forever be at the bottom. And that's exactly what we're trying to avoid. We're trying to avoid being at the bottom and being cooked. We need to escape the pot. They call America a, boil, uh, a melting pot. Okay, if America is a melting pot, well, black people are probably at the bottom of the pot. Everyone else is climbing out of the pot. And I guess some things never change. We're still stuck at the bottom. So with that being said, that was my take on the crab in the barrel mentality. I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast. If you can, show love to the podcast. Go ahead and subscribe on Patreon. 
I have a Facebook page, Best Kept Secret, S-E-E-K-R-E-T. Two E's, K-R-E-T. Show love. Doesn't You guys don't even have to. It's not about supporting it with, with money. Likes, uh, sharing, commenting, just showing love, appreciating podcasts, listening to the podcast. Those are ways that you can help spread awareness and, sh- and shed love. Like I said, my goal is to be the best the best podcaster. That is my goal. I will be the best podcaster. I put in the time. I put in the work. I've been doing this. It's something that I love. I'm passionate about. And I'm doing it for y'all. You know, I appreciate everybody. I definitely want, want everybody to understand that. You know, we got all these things that's going on in the world. We just need to come together, man. We have to. We can't we can't continue to live in this endless cycle where we're not working together and nobody's getting anything out of it. You know, we have to we have to come together. We have to. Because like I said, if not, we'll just forever end up at the bottom. And we don't want to end up at the bottom. The only way that we can that we can make it is if we work together. That is the only way. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and conclude this podcast. And I'm going to go ahead and let you guys know that I love you and I appreciate you. Remember, life is short. Gary Coleman. Shout out to all the patrons on spot, uh, on uh, Patreon. Thank you, Gra- Gabrielle Wallwork, Kay Thompson, C. Un Lee, Alicia, and Kaylee Dunford. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all. Y'all don't understand. I appreciate y'all so much for supporting the channel, supporting the platform. So I'm going to go ahead and close this thing out. I got a track for y'all. This track is called Tiger. Oh, the track is called Everybody Eats from Tiger off of the Ross Nigga Alive album. Everybody Eats. Everything ain't all right? Best, 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 you ain't eating. What you mean you ain't eating? You ain't making this paper, man? Everybody, Everybody eats, B. On them, let him sleep. I crept in like a thief. I took the food, I left the jewels. Everybody eats. Everybody eat. My crew. Nigga, everybody eats. You should let me cook. Look how many mouths I feed. Talk to him. Shame on you, you doubted me. Shame on him. I'm at the stove, I got the flame on it. Everybody eats. Golden grave name tags on everybody's seats. Everybody eats. The world don't fall at everybody's feet. I got the recipe, my nigga, everybody eats. You ain't see it coming, you just see what everybody see. Think you right, cause you think how everybody think, but mostly everybody cheat. I mean, everybody broke, this ain't about money, but you wake up every day and go to work. Everybody uh. eats, well, over here, everybody eats. Yeah, you love her, but that's everybody's freak. Fuck it. If she love you, nigga, everybody cheat. They just tryna get a meal, come where everybody eats. Yeah. Over here, everybody eats. You should let me cook, look how many mouths I feed. Shame on you, you doubted me. Shame on them. I'm at the stove, I got the flame on it, everybody eats. Golden grave name tags on everybody's seat. Everybody eats. Gold rollies under everybody's sleeve Where was you when I was lonely? You only know me from the party You wasn't there for my close calls How close are we, huh? Say I'm closed off She the only one who got her clothes off New TV shows, that's just a show off Play your road dog and everybody eats All my niggas in the field Drink everybody's cleats We all did some dirt Now everybody clean Boy, Another one. Motherfucker,
That was Tiger. Everybody eats off the Ross Nigga Alive album. And it's been fun. I hope you guys take some of the things that I said out of this podcast. And I hope you guys apply them to your life. That's the whole point of this podcast is for people to take the conversations and start a conversation and change the narrative and transcend time and basically help foster and create new messages and new images to 
basically overwrite the things that are already out here in society. So, like I said, I'm going to go ahead and bid you guys a good night, a good day. Love you guys. Life is short, Gary Coleman. Love everybody. You know, treat everybody with respect. Stay true. Work hard. Try to do things the right way. I know right now, especially in this day and age, it's so easy to get caught up in doing the wrong thing. But I promise if you stay, if you work hard, you stay on the path and do the right thing, the reward is sweeter. And you don't have to look over your shoulder and you don't have to worry about the past coming up. So. Hope you guys enjoy your time off. This is JR, host of the Best Kept Secret podcast. The best podcast will be the best podcaster. I am the best podcast. And we're going to go ahead and close this thing out. You already best know. Cats. Only one way to do it. Best cat secret. What you think? Stupid. I'm not going to let you get the chance. Y'all be good. Love.